100% born in the Appalachian Mountains and made in the USA, Timber Ninja Outdoors provides a range of mobile hunting options to accommodate diverse hunting preferences. Whether you prioritize comfort, lightweight design, or versatility, their two-panel and single-panel saddles collection has something for everyone. The Black Belt Nano is the lightest single-panel saddle available on the market, weighing in under a pound. The saddle is designed with the minimalist hunter in mind, focusing on lightweight functionality and breathability. One notable feature is the patent-pending magnetic stick clip system on the side, which allows for convenient transportation of sticks up the tree, as well as a built-in platform holder. The Nano Saddle can be folded up to the size of a Nalgene bottle, enabling easy portability. With a four-way stretch material on the back for a comfortable fit, as well as strategically placed padding for hip pinch relief. You can use code EASTMEETSWEST to get free shipping on any Timber Ninja order. If you try it out and don't like it, send it back within 30 days for a full refund. Learn more at TimberNinjaOutdoors.com and sign up for their email newsletter for exclusive discounts and product drops. When it comes to optics, I get the same question over and over again. What are the best all-around binoculars? Well, it's tough to find something that works in every condition great, but after using a pair of Maven B1.2 10x42s, I think I found them. They feature an 8x or a 10x option, superior low light performance, tack sharp edge-to-edge clarity, a generous depth of field, and a silky focus mechanism. All of Maven Optics have a lifetime no-fault warranty and hail from the great state of Wyoming. I've been using Maven Optics since I bought my first pair in 2017, and I think you should test them out for yourself. Head over to mavenbuilt.com and use the code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT for a free gift with any full price optics order. Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt Podcast, Mountain Buck Q&A edition, brought to you by Timber Ninja Outdoors. So the way this podcast works is it's different than the normal weekly episode. So it's a short 10 to 20 minute episode that's answering your questions that you've submitted and I'll sit here and answer them to the best of my ability based on the experiences that, that I've had and be able to explain it. If there's questions that come in that I don't feel comfortable answering, then I just won't answer them. But, all right, so let's dive right into this one here. And this this episode all has to do with does, doe bedding area, rut type things. So the questions, the two questions I'm going to be answering is, should you hunt travel areas or specific doe bedding areas and what if you bump the does so start out with you know travel areas versus specific bedding areas so travel areas for me are you know what you'd call your rut funnels places that you would hunt there you typically don't see as many deer uh in the in the big woods environment low deer density areas those places are pretty long sits but there's more movement midday and now you're what you're catching is you know if you're hopefully set up in between areas or I like to be in areas that are set up in between multiple doe bedding areas places that are crossing through there so whether that's where a couple different clear cuts meet maybe it's the edge of a cut and a bench or some sort of terrain feature draws 
those types of things. Um, the tops of draws, saddles, topo hubs, um, other vegetation edges like hemlock to hardwood, um, beaver ponds in the creek bottoms, the funneling movement there, thermal hubs or creek crossings. Those ex- are, are examples of what I would consider travel areas, ones that I pay attention to in in the big woods. Now, specific doe bedding areas, for me, those have better activity mid-morning and evening activity. So during the rut, and if you're getting some colder weather and everything, the does are typically coming back to bed, not, you know, well before daylight. You know, that's always possible, but I, I tend to see them coming back around that eight to nine time frame when they're coming back to lay down. And the bucks know that. So what I've found is those bucks will either lay down and kind of rest from chasing all night or doing whatever, and then get up about that mid-morning time frame and start checking on those does once they're back in their bedrooms already. So that's more of like, for me, I'm thinking more of that like 9.30 to noon standpoint, really 10 to noon is a little bit, I've found better activity during that time period there. And also in the evenings, because before they get up, it's like, all right, maybe uh, the bucks have been traveling through different areas, trying to check different doe bedding areas through that middle of the day. Now they're going to hit them again before the evening, before they get up and start moving to start feeding essentially. So example setups that I have for that would be uh, again, edges of clear cuts. Um, if there's a specific doe group that's in in a particular clear cut, blown down trees. This is uh, another big one that I've found a lot of doe groups in that I've liked to hunt specific bedding areas. Scrapes outside of doe bedding. So right on the edge of doe bedding, finding a big scrape. And really wherever you find does bedded, which can tend to be somewhat random at times, uh, but at this at this time period, I like to find those areas. If I'm going to hone in on doe bedding areas around the thick cover, and so like if if I if you were to ask me like what do I prefer travel areas or specific doe bedding areas? Now at the beginning of the rut, or if I have historical trail camera information, or uh, historical just sightings in general of specific doe groups around uh, specific dates, then I'm going to hunt those doe groups and I'm going to be really focused on that. Now, when it comes to, I'm not really sure about that information or just kind of in the phase where there's a bunch of lockdown bucks and you're waiting for one to get up and start cruising through. That's when I'm going to be more in those travel routes and covering that. But Honestly, I, I don't think you can really go wrong with either of them. But uh, for me, I think I, I end up, I, I guess if I were to put odds on it, I tend to spend more time in travel areas versus specific doe bedding areas because of the odds factor of them crossing to check these different areas versus throwing all your weight on one, especially if they've already come into estrus or you missed that window particularly. Now, going to the next question, bumping does. I try not to bump does. I, I'm doing my best to get in clean, not bump does out of the way, but that is kind of, it happens. It happens 
more often than I would like to admit, but I'm really not too concerned with it. So when I'm hunting a specific doe bedding area and I bump does out of there, it's like, okay, the bucks don't know that they were bumped out of it. They're not there at that specific time frame, So they're still going to check it. They're still going to come through. And I think you can get away with that for a couple days before it's like, okay, they're not there. The buck checks it. Nobody's around, you know, he's gone. But you know, the, the late October timeframe, mid October, those bucks are going out at night or maybe some cold mornings and they're checking these doe bedding areas well ahead of when they're actually coming into estrus and then going back on that memory to go and check those places out. So bumping the does isn't the end of the world, in my opinion. So an example I have is in 2016, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was 2016. There was an area that I'd always find does bedded in these blowdowns, and it was down towards the bottom of the ridge in the v- very lower one third, almost into the creek bottom. And the only way I could get in there was I was going to be bumping does. And I was like, you know, what do I do? Should I do this? And finally, I was like, screw it. And I took my climber in there and went in and I climbed this tree in the downwind side of that specific doe bedding area and had one of the best days of the rut that, that I can remember with deer checking that doe bedding area coming through and one really old buck that I really wish I was able to kill that day, but that came in right before dark checking that area there. So that was, that was a pretty good experience and I had blown all the does out of there at that point. So that was kind of the nature of it. And I've learned from that lesson and have had different occurrences since then that have led me to believe that, you know, I'm going to try to to not bump those because I want to keep that area fresh for the season. But when you're in the, during that rut time frame, and even though you may only get two good days out of it, you know, what's it matter at that point? So that's my thoughts. Hopefully that helped you out a little bit with travel areas versus specific doe bedding areas and uh, what happens if you bump does. So uh, for more information on this topic, the podcast that came out earlier this week with Johnny Stewart and my dad and Mason Martonic, we talked about some of these specific ones and you can hear their take on this as well. So hopefully that helps. If you like the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, anyone you think would be helpful and leave a rating review. If you have any questions that you would like to submit to this, please send it to my email, boateastmeetswesthunt.com. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.